You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We've got a couple of, well, we've got the Survivor finale to go over, which I'm sure baffled you as much as it baffled me. We've got some 90210 news. This is a good one. Some news on the challenge, today's podcast that's going to be out in a couple hours. And uh, I do want to start with the tragic news from yesterday in regards to Twitch. Stephen, Twitch boss, who took his own life yesterday. And uh, we'll get to that momentarily. As you know, this podcast is brought to you by Earth Echo Foods. They have a title sponsor for the month of December. And they've got four, that's right, four superfood blends to add to either your coffee, your shake. You can even add it to foods. I've told you all about the new Cacao Bliss Superfood Blend. You get the health benefits of chocolate without even worrying about the side effects of sugars and artificial ingredients. They've also got the Island Bliss, Chai Bliss, and the Golden Superfood Bliss. All you got to do is go to shop.earthechofoods.com slash realitysteve. Use the promo code realitysteve and get up to 15% off your order. If you don't remember the URL link, just go to your episode description wherever you listen to your podcasts. Click on the Earth Echo Foods link. It'll bring you right to the landing page. And when you check out whatever you buy, just type in the promo code realitysteve at the end for up to 15% off your order. So I do want to start with the tragic news from yesterday where Stephen Twitch boss took his own life yesterday in an L.A. hotel. And we've talked about it a lot on this podcast in general about Instagram and how it is just a snapshot of people's lives. And, man, I don't follow Twitch or Allison. However, here is my story about them. I knew that they were married, and I knew that he was Ellen's DJ uh, when she had her show. So I was very well aware of who he was. I never watched So You Think You Can Dance. I know that's where they met. Um, but and I, and having watched Dance with the Stars, I knew who Allison was. And then just looking at stuff and being involved and reading Us Weekly columns over the years. I knew that the DJ from Ellen's show was married to one of the pro dancers from So You Think You Can Dance, uh, from, <laughs> from Dancing with the Stars. My kind of following of them really started during the pandemic because that's when TikTok kind of took off and that's when I started looking at TikTok, which I think is when a lot of people started looking at it because that's when it really kind of blew up. But... It was either Twitch or Allison's TikTok feeds or TikTok accounts that kept showing up in my For You page. So I'm talking March 2020, April 2020, when I was on my TikTok feed uh, a lot, when I was on my account a lot and just scrolling through my feed, killing time because I didn't know what the hell was going on in the country and you all remember that time. It was really weird. We just didn't know what to do, and a lot of us were just home, and a lot of us, and that's when people started doing dances and keeping people entertained. They probably showed up on my feed more than anybody, and I don't know much about them, and 
I just remember watching them on my feed and just being like, this is just a cool couple. Like, they're both great dancers. And to hear that news yesterday, I mean, like I said, I don't follow them, but I think I follow enough pop culture news to know, like, we've heard plenty of people, especially in recent years, come out and talk about their own depression or their own mental health. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he ever spoke about that. I don't think Twitch ever, you know, penned an article or gave an interview where he talked about he struggled. And it's not like I'm saying he had to. I'm just saying that I don't think he ever did, which is why yesterday's news was so out of the blue. And so just, I mean, he is a guy, you look at all the people that commented, all the people that put it on their Instagram stories, all the people in Hollywood that had something to say about that guy. I mean, man, uh, what a what a horrible story. And it just goes to show that we really don't know because you talk about every time you saw this guy's Instagram feed or, in my case, his TikTok and him showing up on my feed, it was just like this guy radiated happiness and just seemed like perfect couple both great dancers, cute kids, they would include them in their videos, just had it all together. And we obviously absolutely knew nothing about what was going on behind the scenes with that guy, unless he did do an interview that I never knew. Like he went on some mental health podcast and did talk about struggles that he's had. But as far as I know, he never has. And usually stuff would come out like later on today after the story broke that someone would find an interview where he said something or didn't. I I haven't seen any of those. But I just wanted to say off the top, man, that one stung. And I don't even really, I didn't follow his career. I just knew who they were. And I remember during the pandemic seeing so many of their dancing videos and just thought, these two are so cool. And this is the exact type of content I need right now, you know, during the beginning of the pandemic and probably that a lot of people needed. And so, but again, this just goes to show, man, we just don't know. And, um, you know, especially in this time of need holidays, people, you know, this is a very touchy time for some people. And, you know, if you know anybody or you yourself are suffering, by all means, reach out to somebody, reach out to the suicide number 988. That's all you got to do is give them a call. But just awful, awful news um, hearing that yesterday because, you know, like I said, this is something that I know we don't know what's going on in everybody's life, but something like that and in the manner that he did it, I mean, that at 40 years old seemingly had it all together, beautiful wife, good-looking kids, you know, just happy family, always dancing, always radiating positivity and happiness. And then for him to do um to him for him to do what he did, like it just goes to show we just we really don't know. So anybody um just means just reach out to people that you know or even if yourself are struggling, feel free to reach out to anybody and um you know, the suicide Number is there, 988. Um, 
if you're ever in need because it's just a phone call away, whether it's to somebody you know or even to a stranger on, on a hotline. Because, I, I mean, you saw, I'm sure a lot of you saw what happened yesterday after the news broke, the amount of people that poured in and the amount of people that put stories on their Instagram. I mean, it was, this was a shocker. Like, we've seen people who have taken, we, we've heard you know, people that have died in recent years because of mental health issues that have taken their own life. And it's like, we saw the signs because either they had been in rehab or they were a recovering addict and they just couldn't get over that hump. Or they had done interviews where they talked about their mental health and they talked about struggles. And then we find out that they did, you know, take their own life. You're like, man, it just sucks that they, they couldn't overcome that. This was totally out of left field. And um, you feel for Allison, you feel for the kids, obviously. I mean, this is this is, uh, this is tough. So uh, I just wanted to mention that right off the top. And I know it took 10 minutes. It pretty much took half of this podcast, but I thought it was that important. So please, during this time of need or any time of need, reach out to somebody that you think may be struggling. If you're struggling yourself, by all means, reach out to somebody, loved one, friend, family, whoever, and uh, get the help that you need. You know, no real easy transition, but show must go on. So let's talk about it. The Survivor finale last night. I mean, I could not have been more off. You've heard me all season, and you heard me going into last night's episode. Like, Jesse gets to the finals, he's winning. And if you watch last night's finale, you know, pretty much the jury wanted him there. And because he couldn't make fire, he couldn't get to the finale, and he did not win. But of the five people going into last night's finale... Gabler is who I thought had no chance to win. It just goes to show I'm not good at this show in terms of predicting winners. But hey, the number one recapper of Survivor, former podcast guest, EW.com writer Dalton Ross, you read his recap from last night. He's just as stunned as me. Like, it's not like Gabler, Gabler did anything wrong. I just don't think any of us saw this coming. Now, granted, going into the finale, we did not know that the final three would be Gabler, Cassidy, and Owen. But even if we did know those were the final three, I don't think anyone would predicted Gabler would win seven to one. Like, even once Jesse was eliminated, I'm like, okay, I think Owen's going to win. And he didn't get a freaking vote. <laughs> like, I couldn't have been more off. And I don't know what I missed with Gabler. Maybe this, I don't think this was a case of a bitter jury. Maybe this was a jury that Cassidy and Owen just didn't have anything that really stood out to them where they were like, oh, we have to vote Cassidy or we have to vote Owen. And maybe it was just a case of, wouldn't it be cool to give it to only the second guy in 43 seasons, the second person in 43 seasons over the age of 50? He really played a good game. And you heard the jurors last night in the after show. Seemingly, it was because of his answers. And he won them over in his answers because they all put out a checklist of what they wanted to hear, and he crossed off the most boxes. That's a way to vote. I, I'm not going to take that away from them. And I'm not sitting here saying Owen should have won and he got robbed, or Cassidy should have won and he got robbed. Am I surprised Owen got zero votes? Yeah, because he had a good underdog story. He did win three individual immunities, just like Cassidy did. I guess I'm just sitting here saying, I don't know how Gabler won seven to one. And I don't know if I'm really all that bothered by it. 
I'm surprised, but it doesn't mean I think that he's an undeserving winner by any means. It's just, I think this edit had us fooled again. Kind of like when Erica won it on whatever season she did. It just like came out of nowhere. We had we had the contestants on the beach saying they didn't think Gable would be taken seriously by the jury if he got to the end. And yet, clearly, that was an editing trick because they already knew who won. We had Gabler in the beginning of the game wanting to eliminate himself. Gabler towards the middle or towards the end saying he's running on fumes, basically. I'm just... (laughs) It was it was almost like it was almost like when I was wrong about the Bachelorette season with Dez, and I was still thinking up until literally the final segment that oh no, Brooks is coming out <laughs> like she's gonna end up with Brooks. Still, after all the speeches were given, I'm like, well, this is between Cassidy and Owen. I think this we might actually have a close vote. Nope, it's Gabler and it's seven to one. <laughs> I was I couldn't have been more off. Let me know what you think. Um, it didn't take away from the season. But we all know, and Jesse would have won if he would have been able to make make fire. It's obvious the jury wanted him to win. They were going to vote for him if he got there, and he probably would have won 8-0 if he would have beat Gabler in fire. Because if Gabler beats Cassidy and Owen 7-1, Jesse beats them 8 nothing. So this is just... I'm, really, I'm, I'm more surprised that Owen got zero votes and he wasn't even any sort of factor. I'm like, really? Did Gabler really blow them all away with his answers? I mean, he was good, and he was a solid player all season, but nothing he did all season stood out to me. He was just there. He was good. He was a great – he's good for – he's great TV. Good speaker, very motivational. I think there's a part of this jury that just said, wouldn't it be cool? Because there's no clear winner between Cassidy and Owen. Maybe it was a – wouldn't it be cool – to give it to the second oldest player to ever win. I believe Bob on Survivor. I can't remember what season he won, but I know that Bob was the oldest one. Maybe they sat down and was like, wouldn't it be cool to do that? I know that they said they had a checklist and Gabler checked all the boxes, but I don't know. Something tells me that they didn't have a clear-cut winner with Cassidy and Owen, so they decided to give it to Gabler. And how cool is it? that he's going to give all the winnings to veterans. And I think that was cool that he didn't mention that in his finale speech because then it looks like it's he's just doing it for sympathy. And then I I just... <laughs> it just goes to show that I have never been good at predicting this show. I really haven't. Other than I think it was confirmed last night if Jesse got to the end, he would have won. But Gabler did not see that coming at all. Did not see it coming even when they when I knew those were the final three, and I did not see it coming even after they had all answered all the questions for final three and voting was about to begin. I didn't think Gabler was a factor whatsoever. Man, I just must have not been paying attention this season or just missed uh, stuff. I don't know. So bizarre. The challenge last night was I loved the twist at the end because what was the one thing I told you last week when I saw the challenge? I'm like, wait a second. This season is titled Ride or Dies. You show up with somebody who's your ride or die, and then all of a sudden you're split up? That doesn't make any sense. Now your ride or die has nothing to do with the title of the show. Well, we find out last night after, uh, what's Casey's brother's name? Danny? No, is it Dan? I could be. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his name. I'll just go with Danny. Um, 
he is told by TJ after everybody leaves, like, hey, this season is called Rider Dies, and you're still in here as long as your Rider Die doesn't get eliminated. You are still in the game, which means I'm sure he's going to go to some sort of secluded house and just wait there. And if Casey gets eliminated, then Casey and he, why am I forgetting his name? I know it's not Danny or maybe it is. I don't know. Then they're, then the two of them are gone. But at some point, once they get down to, I guess a certain amount of people, they're going to be like, Oh, by the way, you are running the finale with your ride or die. They were never eliminated. So I think that'll be really cool. And I think that fits exactly what this show should have done. Because if this just would have been, oh, ride or dies is the theme of the season. Oh, now we're splitting you up. And if your ride or die loses in a uh, in the zone, they're gone. That, that make no sense to me. So I'm glad they're doing it this way. And I'm glad they're probably going to end up running the final with their partner. And the fact that they don't know it yet is even better. I think that's really cool. That's going to be a hell of a twist once we get to the end. And they're brought back. And these people are going to be so excited they get to run with their with their partners. So I love that twist. But these teams are totally unfair. Physical. Physically. I mean, it's not even close. You saw it. It was a blowout last night. It wasn't, it wasn't even close. Fessy's team is so much more physical, they're bigger, they're stronger. And I know not every game comes down to it. Next week, we know they're doing trivia. So it's not even going to play a role next week. But still, um, Mariah's team, not very good. Just too many too many people that are too many rookies and just not enough strength. So maybe they'll win next week because it is trivia. But after that, anything physical, they're going to get boat raced. And... Finally, did you see this? Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth recorded this week's podcast episode, their 9021 OMG podcast, which I still have never listened to one episode, even though it's obviously one of my top three shows of all times, at least high school shows. No, it's in, I can't do high school shows. It's in my top five of all time. You know this. I've talked about 90210 numerous times. But the fact that Tori and Jenny recorded their podcast from the beach house in Hermosa Beach, a place that I've walked by numerous times as well, just for the nostalgia purposes when I used to live there. In or When I used to live in California, I never lived in Hermosa Beach. But the fact that Tori and Jenny recorded their podcast there this week was really cool to hear because I'm like, oh, wow, think of all the things that happened at the beach house, good and bad. I mean, you had Donna Martin almost getting raped by Garrett Slane. You had Ray Pruitt getting pushed by Joe Bradley and almost breaking his wrist and then wanting to sue Joe and remember that whole charade. What else happened? I mean, there's so many things that happened at the beach house. Um, the episode where they for their for their college class where they had to record an episode where they tried to mimic the real world, that was a classic. We had Tara, the crazy roommate from Kelly's rehab that moved in that mimicked her and then ended up kidnapping her at gunpoint and taking her to the cliff. We talked about that last week. That all happened at the beach house. We had numerous makeouts at the beach house. 
I believe that's where Donna and David, it's where Donna lost her virginity at the beach house. Just so many memories. It's such an iconic place for anybody that watched 90210. The beach house, man. That must have been really cool for them to actually record at the beach house, even though the beach house exteriors were only used for the show. The inside wasn't even, they didn't even use the inside of the house on the show. So, yeah, the whole thing, uh, I, I read that and I was like, wow, maybe it'll actually get me to listen to. You know why I haven't listened to an episode of 90210OMG is because they haven't gotten to, I don't believe they're at my seasons of where I liked the show, which was sophomore, junior, and senior year of college. Once they get to those, which I don't think they're at yet, I think I'll listen to those because I have pretty much all those episodes memorized and I don't need to go rewatch it and then listen to them. I'll know exactly what they're talking about when they talk about, you know, episode one of sophomore year and then episode 10 and whatever, but all that stuff. Yeah. I I can't wait, but very cool of them to record at the beach house. So many memories there. I mean, there were others. I'm sure you've got your own favorite memories from the beach house and whatnot, but how about when Claire and Steve were on like the AOL chat rooms thinking that they were going to meet somebody of the opposite sex <laughs> and it ended up being they met each other and then they ended up being one of the best couples in the history of the show when nobody thought at the time, I don't think anybody thought it was going to be something that would ever last. And then you look back on it and Steve and Claire, easily one of the top three couples they've ever had on that show. So, and easily Steve's best girlfriend. I don't even count what happened in season you know, eight, nine, ten. Don't even bring me. Don't even bring that shit to me, man. <clears throat> don't even bother. I don't, I know he ended up having a kid. Sorry, Claire was his best girlfriend. I wasn't even close. So, anyway, thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I know the first ten minutes were kind of a downer, but that was uh, huge news in the pop culture world yesterday. And again, if you or anyone you know is suffering mental health wise depression, I you know, please. Reach out to somebody, get some help, call the suicide hotline. 988 is the number. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And we are back in a couple hours with She's All Batch. I talked to Stephanie Parker and Jackie Maroney. We do a basically a uh, wrap-up on everything that happened on Paradise this year and everything that happened post-show, including Aaron's interview last week and Beth's interview with me on Friday. We, we get into all that, so... Look for that in a couple hours, and I will be back tomorrow with yet another Daily Roundup. See you!